Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you the reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. But in the battle for the survival of this republic and western civilization, it's going to be reality and not illusion or delusion that will determine the future. We're coming at you live on iHeartRadio. And on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Call the vent line and get something off your chest at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. Well, we had another night of peaceful riots and the legacy media and uh, more and more each day, the social media platforms continue to operate as left-wing propaganda while at the same time pushing this uh, mostly peaceful protest narrative. Uh, They are suppressing and uh, downgrading anything that shows what is actually going on on the ground as um, American cities across this nation are being burned, police precincts are being torched, cop cars are being defaced and overturned, law-abiding businesses are being looted, people are being assaulted. Mostly, these assaults are racial in in nature. And uh, as I said, these social media platforms have really stepped up their suppression. Um... Twitter especially, and this morning I announced that I'm going to start reposting all of my content over at Gab. Uh, Gab is a free speech platform where they do not uh, exercise prior restraint on uh, on speech. And uh, the, the, the big tech companies see Gab and these other alternative platforms like Minds and, um, and BitChute and Library and MeWe as a threat to their monopoly because they know that, uh, you know, once people realize that they don't have to, uh, compromise their own privacy, they don't have to be censored in order to participate in social media, uh, that, that these big tech platforms are doomed. There will be a migration. And in order to begin that migration, people are going to have to start, um, you know, dual posting, uh, everything you post on, Twitter, you ought to be posting over there on Gab. And that's why I announced this morning that that's exactly what I'm going to be doing because I see, um, Twitter as a direct threat, uh, to my ability to, to reach an audience. And that's, that's what they're engaged in. They've got moderate rooms and moderators sitting there waiting, uh, and, and they're all left wing. They all have a, uh, an ideology and a bias. And uh, if they don't like what you're saying, they will uh, they will uh, downgrade it and suppress it. Oftentimes, just block it. Now they've tried to smear Gab uh, by claiming that you know it's a home for extremists, and 
there are extremists there. There, you're perfectly capable of blocking them. But uh, the smears that have taken place against Gab are dishonest. Uh, they they blame Gab because uh, one of the um, the uh, mass murderers uh, posted there the 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 uh, lunatic that attacked the synagogue in Pittsburgh. Well, the same is true of Facebook and Twitter. The, uh, the Dominic Cruz of the Parkland mass murder uh, had an active presence on Facebook. Um, the the shooter in New Zealand that attacked that mosque was all over social media, uh, of Facebook and Twitter. So uh, it is the nature of a public forum that you're going to have lunatics, uh, you know, participating there. That is no justification to uh, silence the voices or limit the voices of, uh, of people uh, who are, have a dissident point of view without any of this uh, incitement or harassment. If you want to uh, see some extremists, I, I suggest you go on over to Antifa's pages on Facebook. There's about 200 of them. Same on Twitter. They're allowed to post and organize as they uh, as they try to overturn um, this republic, and I think uh, people are getting sick of it. I think people are are being red pilled by what's going on in this country. They've been told uh, year after year that the problem is the police, and the problem is that uh, you're a racist. And while the country was united in its condemnation of the police brutality that took place in Minneapolis. Uh, the uh, the left wing ideologues moved in to try to take advantage of that by sowing hate and discord, and that is what we're seeing play out in uh, cities across this nation. So finally, Donald Trump gave a law and order speech uh, from the Rose Garden uh, yesterday, and uh, and it was a pretty good speech. I think again we've got to stop conflating these peaceful protests with this violent um, looting, arson, and burning. But it was mostly good. And it's about seven minutes long. I'm going to play it right now. Thank you very much. My fellow Americans, my first and highest duty as president is to defend our great country, and the American people. I swore an oath to uphold the laws of our nation, and that is exactly what I will do. All Americans were rightly sickened and revolted by the brutal death of George Floyd. My administration is fully committed that for George and his family, justice will be served. He will not have died in vain. But we cannot allow the righteous cries and peaceful protesters to be drowned out by an angry mob. The biggest victims of the rioting are peace-loving citizens in our poorest communities. And as their president, I will fight to keep them safe. I will fight to protect you. I am your president of law and order and an ally of all peaceful protesters. But in recent days, our nation has been gripped by professional anarchists, 
violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters, Antifa, and others. A number of state and local governments have failed to take necessary action to safeguard their residents. Innocent people have been savagely beaten, like the young man in Dallas, Texas, who was left dying on the street, or the woman in upstate New York, viciously attacked by dangerous thugs. Small business owners have seen their dreams utterly destroyed. New York's finest have been hit in the face with bricks. Brave nurses who have battled the virus are afraid to leave their homes. A police precinct has been overrun here in the nation's capital. The Lincoln Memorial and the World War II Memorial have been vandalized. Absolutely disgusting. One of our most historic churches was set ablaze. A federal officer in California, an African-American enforcement hero, was shot and killed. These are not acts of peaceful protest. These are acts of domestic terror. The destruction of innocent life and the spilling of innocent blood is an offense to humanity and a crime against God. America needs creation, not destruction. Cooperation, not contempt. Security, not anarchy. Healing, not hatred. Justice, not chaos. This is our mission, and we will succeed. 100%, we will succeed. Our country always wins. That is why I am taking immediate presidential action to stop the violence and restore security and safety in America. I am mobilizing all available federal resources, civilian and military, to stop the rioting and looting, to end the destruction and arson, and to protect the rights of law-abiding Americans, including your Second Amendment rights. Therefore, the following measures are going into effect immediately. First, we are ending the riots and lawlessness that has spread throughout our country. We will end it now. Today, I have strongly recommended to every governor to deploy the National Guard in sufficient numbers that we dominate the streets. Mayors and governors must establish an overwhelming law enforcement presence until the violence has been quelled. If a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property of their residents, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. I am also taking swift and decisive action to protect our great capital, Washington, D.C. What happened in this city last night was a total disgrace. As we speak, I am dispatching thousands and thousands of heavily armed soldiers, military personnel, and law enforcement officers to stop the rioting, looting, vandalism, assaults, and the wanton destruction of property. We are putting everybody on warning. Our 7 o'clock curfew will be strictly enforced. Those who threaten innocent life and property will be arrested detained and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. 
I want the organizers of this terror to be on notice that you will face severe criminal penalties and lengthy sentences in jail. This includes Antifa and others who are leading instigators of this violence. One law and order, and that is what it is. One law. We have one beautiful law. And once that is restored and fully restored, we will help you, we will help your business, and we will help your family. America is founded upon the rule of law. It is the foundation of our prosperity, our freedom, and our very way of life. But where there is no law, there is no opportunity. Where there is no justice, there is no liberty. Where there is no safety, there is no future. We must never give in to anger or hatred. If malice or violence reigns, then none of us is free. I take these actions today with firm resolve and with a true and passionate love for our country. By far, our greatest days lie ahead. Thank you very much. And now I'm going to pay my respects to a very, very special place. Thank you very much. Well, it was a good speech. Uh, I wish that uh, who, whoever uh, worked it up for him had uh, stopped conflating these peaceful protests with these riots, because uh, by and large, these are not peaceful protests. They are a front so that the forces of anarchy and chaos can uh, can take the streets. And as the president was speaking, uh, CNN and MSNBC were uh, were showing it in a double box uh, while um, you know the rioters continued to uh, uh, to riot on the streets and kept the sound up so that you could hear the protesters uh, clashing with the police while the president spoke. It's pure journalistic malpractice, but it's not unexpected. And Jake Tapper's response to the president's demand for peace and the restoration of law and order was uh, was so unhinged it's almost breathtaking uh, in its dishonesty and uh, destructive intent. I'm going to play a little of that for you right now. Welcome back. It is a sad and unsettling day for the nation with racial tensions and further reminders of the injustice far too many Americans face day in, day out. Plus, more than 100,000 lives lost because of the deadly coronavirus pandemic. And yet, if Americans were hoping that their president in a hastily scheduled Rose Garden event might say something to try to calm nerves, soothe pain, or bring us together in any way, well... They were likely disappointed. The president instead focused. Well, the time has long since passed to calm nerves and soothe pain. The, the time now is to restore law and order. And then uh, the president, after his speech, uh, took a walk out the front door of the White House across the street to uh, uh, St. John's Church that had been burned the night before and, um, and, and paid his respects over there, which absolutely caused the media to melt down. Because uh, at the same time that was happening, uh, the the curfew that had been instituted in Washington D.C. had expired, and uh, and the president's uh, Secret Service and uh, and the police cleared the, began clearing the streets. And so they said 
that Donald Trump, um, without warning, walked across the street and uh, and uh, tear gassed peaceful protesters who were um, charging police lines. These weren't peaceful protesters. They weren't just uh, sitting in the streets. They were uh, they were trying to push through the police lines. So, and then you had the unhinged, uh, a unhinged bishop, Episcopal bishop in Washington D.C. claim that uh, Donald Trump had no right to hold up the Bible or stand in front of St. John's Church without her permission. And she was given a lot of coverage, uh, you know, as if uh, she has to give permission uh, for the president to uh, to call people to faith. But in cities, I, well, let me take a quick break, and I'll be right back. Stick with us. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me, and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-957-6209. 800-957-6209. 800 That's 800-957-6209. So the sad part about this is these Democrat cities, uh, these these, uh, residents of Democrat cities are getting exactly what they voted for. They voted for these social justice-minded mayors and councils and police chiefs. And uh, and they're seeing now the results of um, that ideology. Um, it's hard to have a lot of sympathy for them, but you have to remember there are populations of Republicans still in these cities and you have to, you have to pity these poor Republicans that are, uh, that are there, you know, fighting for these once great cities while they've been overrun with the, uh, the Democrats constituents looting and burning and pillaging Fox news, uh, in its coverage ran a segment. It was actually Fox business ran a segment in which they were decrying the looting of black-owned businesses, and they interviewed a black-owned business from uh, Buckhead, uh, a, a <clears throat> upscale neighborhood uh, in North Atlanta where uh, I and my family used to live. Uh, we didn't live in an upscale house, but uh, we, we did live in that, uh, that area of town. And they were, uh, they were decrying the, these looting of black-owned businesses as if the – Looters cared about, uh, you know, the, the skin color of these businesses and as if that mattered. The implication of their coverage was that uh, it, it would be okay to loot white-owned businesses because they are somehow uh, guilty of, uh, of these sins that are causing their businesses to be looted. And it, it just illustrates how deeply uh, this, this whole uh, social justice 
warrior mindset has uh, has established itself in the consciousness of people. No, it's not okay uh, to loot a black-owned business. It's not okay to loot a white-owned business. And it's not okay, as we see again and again, for these rioters to be uh, to be beating and assaulting and, uh, in some cases, killing anybody without regard to their race. Tom Cotton, uh, prior to the president's speech yesterday, um, was appearing on, um, on Fox and, uh, he was uh, giving a preview of the president's intention to deploy the military in response to these riots. What the president can do is say that justice will be done in accordance with law for George Floyd. And we will always respect the right of peaceful protest, as many of these cities saw in the daytime. But the rioting, the anarchy, and the looting ends tonight. If local law enforcement is overwhelmed, if local politicians will not do their most basic job to protect our citizens, let's see how these anarchists respond when the 101st Airborne is on the other side of the street. And you're a guy from the infantry. You know what an organized opposition is, and this seems to be an organized opposition. And lastly, uh, real quick, the President of the United States uh, is weighing his options to address the nation. Should he, and what should he say? I believe the president's remarks in Florida at the space launch were very appropriate. Uh, he said how horrified he was by the video that he, we all saw of George Floyd's death and that we respected the rights of protesters. But there's no place in this country. We should have zero tolerance for anarchy and rioting and looting. And if necessary, the president should use the Insurrection Act to deploy active duty military forces to these cities to support our local law enforcement and ensure that this violence ends tonight, not one more night. Well, the Insurrection Act does give the president uh, the authority to deploy troops. It is a a last resort that the federal government can uh, um, enact in order to put down uh, this lawlessness. It was written in 1807 in the powers of the President of the United States to deploy military troops within the United States to suppress civil disorder, insurrection, or rebellion. And that's exactly what we've got going on on these streets. And um, and this is, uh, is going to have a big effect on the upcoming presidential elections. We'll talk more about that in the second half hour. But uh, I want to remind you again that all of this is based on a lie. Uh, and and um, the the person that has been most articulate in, enfor- in, uh, in uh, expressing that lie is Heather McDonald, who wrote her book, The War on Cops. And The War on Cops is exactly what we're seeing in our streets today. And then you have the media uh, focusing exclusively on police shootings of blacks to the point that the public has a belief that the only people that the police shoot are blacks. Last July, the head of the Congressional Black Caucus got up in Congress and said, well, as we all know, the vast majority of people shot by the police this year have been black. Well, as a matter of fact, at that point, 51% of all people shot by the police that year had been white and 27% had been black, but the, the media focuses exclusively on police shootings of blacks. The reality is this, Mike. Here's an example of how far off uh, 
uh, Barack Obama and and Mayor Mike de Blasio, Bill de Blasio, was when he said he fears that his son is going to be shot by the right. police, his biracial son. Last year in Chicago, there were 4,300 people shot. That's one person every two hours. Two dozen children under the age of 12 were shot. They were Those victims were overwhelmingly black. So if you believe de Blasio, if you believe President Obama, you think, boy, those Chicago cops must be really busy shooting all those black people. Well, last year, out of the 4,300 people that were shot, practically all black, the cops shot 21 people, 0.5% of the total. No children. Virtually all the people shot by the police were armed and dangerous. So the idea that it is the police who are the threat to black males in the inner city is statistically innumerate. But it is a absolutely widespread perception. It's a widespread perception because the media have been lying to us for years, and we see the results of that out in the streets right now. we got to run out to a break. I hope you'll stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So yesterday, peaceful protesters in Richmond set fire to a multifamily occupied building, one of many that they set fire to in Richmond and across this nation. And, uh, and this, this apartment was occupied at the time. And the rioters uh, deployed uh, around this neighborhood, laid down in the streets, used their cars to block fire trucks from arriving at the scene in order to conduct rescues. Now, there was a child inside there. And these peaceful protesters intercepted uh, the fire apparatus blocks away to prevent them from responding to this structure fire. They were able to find alternative routes and get there and get there in time to conduct the rescue. But, you know, I've been in the middle of uh, several of these episodes of urban unrest. uh, And I remember after the Rodney King 
uh, verdict. Uh, there were riots in Atlanta, and uh, we were responding to uh, businesses that were being burned and trying to extinguish fires uh, down in that part of town. And, uh, and protesters, peaceful protesters, were uh, pelting us with rocks and bricks, cutting our fire hoses and attacking our pump operators, which were putting our personnel in, in danger. So if, you, if you're entertaining this notion that this is about racial justice or um, bigotry, you can forget all that. This is pure lawlessness and anarchy. And what we got to remember is that no government that allows these kind of riots to continue can survive. They pose a direct challenge to the government's core reason for being, and that is to establish law and order. And people across this country have put up with a lot in this last year by these authorities demanding that they stay indoors and close their businesses and stay locked down. All of that has been tossed to the wind. Now we never hear uh, Fauci out there scolding people for failing to social distance. The rioters are in fact using these face masks to, uh, to try to hide their identity, but uh, law abiding tax paying people surrender a lot in order to have law and order, they, they lose their right of, uh, you know, uh, self-determination to a certain degree in exchange for the promise from governments that they are going to maintain law and order. And normally when that works, society can survive and flourish. But when these governments allow chaos and anarchy to reign on our streets, they are not keeping their side of the deal. And we see that again and again in these Democrat cities. They are not upholding their side of the bargain anymore so that the law abiding citizens are now left with the realization that they've been had. They've been duped. It was a lie. They have been surrendering a, a degree of their freedom to a government in exchange for law and order, and they're getting nothing in return. If this allow, is allowed to go on, the government's legitimacy will be destroyed. And that is exactly, that is exactly what these rioters and these anarchists are up to. And the government has the authority. It has the ability. We have spent billions and billions of dollars funding these police forces. We are probably one of the most policed states in the world. And they are sitting on the sidelines and allowing this to go on. Because these Democrat governors and mayors are too spineless or to a, a, a large degree, they agree with the aims of the rioters. And uh, this is going to have a dramatic effect on the upcoming elections, I believe. But every one of these jackasses out there burning and looting and assaulting law-abiding citizens a lot, almost all of them are on video. They have to be identified. They need to be drugged into jail, prosecuted to the full extent of the law, and jailed for a very long time. These, these laws can't just apply to law-abiding citizens. Either we have one law for all, or none of these laws are legitimate. 
Tucker Carlson did a, a 30 minute monologue on his show last night and, and really nailed it. He, uh, he called out the Democrats and the Republicans. He, he, he left nothing back in his contempt of the leadership in this country. And he bring, he brought up a lot of really telling points. People are not going to forget the weakness that our government displayed in the face of this lawlessness. And they're going to remember, I think, in the upcoming elections, which party represents law and order and which party represents permissiveness and social disintegration. But one thing's really obvious. The Democrat Party and its media mouthpieces are on the side of the rioters and against the police. Every uh, infraction or mistake by the police is amplified and every outrage and atrocity committed by these rioters is justified and sympathized with. And in the case of the media, these, uh, these Democrat mouthpieces have been conducting a riot by other means on their air and in their newsprint for the last three years. All of it has been based on lies and hoaxes. And eventually all of this was bound to end up in the street. In New York State, Andrew Cuomo, who has been celebrated as the great savior of the Democrat Party, was uh, was justifying the uh, uh, the the rioters, uh, saying that they had legitimate concerns. But uh, in the media, when you hype, as uh, Heather McDonald said, when you hype. Every report of any white on black crime, you ignore all of the black on white crime and you do it month after month. You shouldn't be surprised when people believe it, internalize it and begin burning things down. Andrew Cuomo's little brother Fredo over on CNN was, uh, was full of sympathy and, uh, and rationale for the rioters doesn't make it okay to riot says the majority but doesn't it depend why it's happening a riot in boston harbor started no it doesn't depend why it's happening the riot in boston harbor uh wasn't burning down the city they were dumping tea overboard there's a big difference yeah it was it was illegal but it was an unjust law to begin with so you know here he is crapping on one of the founding events of this nation. Okay, to riot, says the majority. But doesn't it depend why it's happening? A riot in Boston Harbor started the fight that amounted to America. Cities burned across the continent in 1968, again at Stonewall. In each of those cases... Cities burned across America in 1968. So he, he he's looking up in the air as he says this, trying to compose his justification for what's going on now. The riots in 1968 destroyed uh, many cities across this country for several generations. And these current riots have the potential to do exactly the same thing, hurting the very people that these limousine liberals claim that they are side with. 
In each of those cases, it was the minority manifesting a desperate plea to be heard and for change, just like now. So Fredo is imagining that these people that are looting the Gucci stores, driving Teslas, uh, stolen Teslas through indoor malls in Atlanta, Georgia, and assaulting uh, people in the streets are, are just uh, trying to advance a social justice agenda. A friend of mine, celebrated American and African-American, asked me in a broken voice, why doesn't America love us? Why do they do this to us? And he wasn't just talking about this latest case. He was talking about all of it. And by America, he meant me. He meant you. No, he didn't mean me. The vast, vast majority of people across this country treat everybody without regard to skin color. All of this has been ginned up by these left-wing media hacks as Andrew Como or Chris Como is doing right there. But let's talk a little bit about what effect this is going to have in the upcoming elections. After the 1968 riots that Fredo referred to right there, there was a huge turn to the Republican Party who represented law and order and against the Democrats that uh, that sided with the rioters. On Tucker's show last night, Victor Davis Hanson appeared and put all of this into perspective. Well, I think we're waiting for one brave person to step forward and say no more. We've I've seen a lot of riots and demonstrations, arsony, looting in my lifetime. They've been more violent, they've been more deadly, but I've never seen any where the authorities themselves tried to contextualize the violence, apologize, even approve of it. We've seen that. And this country was united in their anguish and anger at that policeman. And there was a liberal mayor and a liberal governor and a liberal police chief and the wheels of justice were turning fast so there was no reason for these protests to get out of hand and they did and partly it was because they could because the demonstrators very quickly saw that people would apologize or appease them and they took advantage of it people who are poor and in need do not steal nike shoes and they don't go into louis vuitton stores to ha- to steal five thousand dollar bags and people who are real revolutionary antifa don't worry about uh, an indictment on their record that will hurt their corporate profile. And that's what we're dealing with. And so why did this happen? You can make the argument, well, maybe the media went full Baghdad Bob style where flames were in the background while they assured us the demonstrations were peaceful or they had to sidestep looters as they assured us that nobody was breaking the law. That might be a reason. It's 2020 is an election year. I think a lot of the left thought that where Robert Mueller impeachment, COVID, and the lockdown failed, maybe this disaster would succeed in finally getting rid of Donald Trump. Uh, Joe Biden was mired in racial politics he, uh, before this happened. I think he thought he could leverage, and, and the left could, the African-American vote in certain ways that they found useful. But whatever it was, Tucker, uh, it's deleterious because when you sum it all up, what are we left with? We're left with the idea of chaos is going to hurt the president. I think this independent swing voter is going to say, all I'm looking for is somebody to stop it. If that's Donald Trump, I may not like his tweets, but he's the only thing. But 
between me and Santa Monica. And I don't think the left gets that. I think this whole urban paradigm that we're going to cram a bunch of people and we're going to call it sophisticated and globalized coastal corridors right. and the winners and the, the elite. We found out that it wasn't a good paradigm, mass transit, et cetera, during the COVID crisis and the lockdown. And now we know that these blue state mayors either can't or won't keep you either healthy and they can't keep you safe. And the idea that they're going to beg for more money when this is over and the rest of America is going to say, good job, here's some more trillion is absolutely crazy. And finally, Tucker, there's China. We're in an existential war with China, and they've changed their tune lately. Watching this, it's it's no longer Mel. Maybe we were we were wrong. Let's work together. It's what the hell are you going to do about it? So what? So what if we call the virus? We're moving on Hong Kong. We're fighting with India. We're going to move on Taiwan. And what are you doing? You're identifying by your tribal affinity. So the really in America, it's you've got one choice. You either say I'm a human and I identify as American and race and gender are unimportant, or I'm a tribalist and my superficial appearance is my primary loyalty. And that's what this is about. And people are going to have to choose what kind of country or what kind of country they won't have. And I think people will choose in the upcoming elections. The GOP needs to get their heads out of their butts and start recruiting retired police officers and firefighters to challenge these incumbent Democrats in these riot-torn congressional districts and start start using the political process to restore law and order. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. When we get back, we'll look more at the upcoming elections and the effects of these riots right after these messages. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-631-9241. 800-631-9241-800-631-9241. That's 800-631-9241. So Santa Monica, California, is uh, was referred to by Victor Davis Hanson. They are an upscale, all-white, uh, affluent area north of Los Angeles, and uh, and they have been, you know, all on board with the social justice event, uh, agenda. They suffer badly from Trump derangement syndrome, and they uh, they are good little little limousine liberals. And, uh, and, uh, immediately after civil, dis- uh, civil orders started breaking down, the rioters headed up there because they've got, uh, you know, they had already looted Rodeo drive and in, in uh, Los Angeles. And so they went up there to, uh, to get them some goodies. And you've got this, uh, clip of this poor, deluded white liberal out on the streets, screaming at them, the obvious. This is going to get Trump reelected. Please stop. Think first. Do not get Trump reelected for your behavior. 
please stop. Please stop looting our stores and defacing our buildings. You're going to get Trump reelected. And, you know, it's hard to argue whether she's right. Uh, the Democrats have exposed themselves. Here's a clip from Philadelphia uh, with a, a bunch of uh, law-abiding citizens who have gathered in front of a Target store in their neighborhoods because they they are uh, taking uh, the law into their own hands. If the law is not going to protect their neighborhoods, they're going to do it themselves. Hey there, Rick. Yeah, there's a, a group of residents who live in this area, and they have blocked the front of this Target store to prevent it from being looted. Uh, you can see there are some people who have a political message out here. Um, a lot of folks that we talked to said that they were unhappy to see the destruction in their communities. They're folks who live in the area. They shop at these stores that they were not happy to see the destruction that has come to so many neighborhoods. Um, and a lot of these people are... Um, here trying to uh, share a message. She apparently does not care much for the message. Some of them appear to uh, be enjoying it, and there seems to be also a few people in the crowd who are drinking. Uh, an officer oh, no. over here. They're drinking while they protect their property tonight and uh, checked on this area and they told that police officer we are with you now this is after um, this, excuse me this is after uh, a number of police officers were injured today uh, well that's what we need we need more law-abiding citizens standing up against us and with the police I can tell you exactly what's going to happen as a result of this you see it again and again throughout American history support for the Second Amendment increases. This argument, why would you ever need 10 rounds to defend yourselves? Well, we've seen a dramatic illustration of that. Working class Democrats who thought that, um, you know, it was worth trading um, their trading law and order in order to uh, to to get goodies from the Democrat Party. They've been red pilled now. And the Republican Party needs to uh, engage in a serious outreach to them and stop parroting the Chamber of Commerce anti-worker rhetoric. But Trump's going to get reelected. The GOP, I believe, will keep the House, I mean, keep the Senate, probably add to their majority and take the House. Nancy Pelosi is the very poster child of what's going on in our streets. The president has promised prosecutions of Antifa there's a, there's a little bit of confusion there. They want to refer to them as domestic terrorists. There is actually no law on domestic terrorism, but guess what? Antifa is an international organization. It came to the United States from Europe. And it is funded largely by George Soros, who uses his vast network of interlocking uh, so-called nonprofits, they're actually f- money laundering fronts to, uh, to fund this kind of activity. Black Lives Matter has been exposed as apologists for criminal thugs. And I certainly hope that some of these leftist mayors get voted out. I'm, I'm not sure what it would take to, uh, to wake these woke Democrat voters from their stupor but you would certainly think that they wouldn't appreciate having their 
cities burned. And the Democrats don't seem to be able to help themselves. Joe Biden's staff, the people that will actually be uh, pulling the strings if, uh, if they were to get um, disoriented Joe into office, was bragging on social media about funding uh, to pay bail for the rioters in Minneapolis. They're condoning it. Amy Klobuchar, uh, who, who Biden was going to turn to to be, you know, his uh, his vice president, has been exposed as as being one of the permissive uh, former uh, uh, state attorneys for Hennepin County, where Minneapolis is located, and she passed on prosecuting uh, Derek Chauvin for previous police misconduct. Elizabeth Warren, who is another possible candidate that uh, that Biden may have been able to turn to in his desperation to avoid picking Stacey Abrams or Kamala Harris. She took to her Twitter campaign claiming that Donald Trump is calling for violence against black Americans. He did no such thing. She just made that up right out of thin air. And she goes on after she states a blatant lie. His advocacy of illegal state-sponsored killing is horrific. Where is the citation? Where is the clip? It doesn't exist. Politicians who refuse to condemn it share in the responsibility for consequences. The problem is all of these Democrat uh, vice presidential possibilities are all Antifa, Black Lives Matter sympathizers. And there's a record of them doing that. And so the pressure for Biden to appoint Stacey Abrams or Kamala Harris or Susan Rice, who's claiming that all of this is being caused by Russia. She's still bogged down in the Russia hoax is going to be severe. This is going to be, um, Mondale and, um, who was Mondale's vice president? He had to, had to kick one off uh, the ticket when it was learned that uh, that he had a mental illness, a uh, history of mental illness. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is going to result in Republicans holding uh, the the Congress and the White House for a generation. And I hope we can take it on down to the uh, the local level as well. So it's been hard not to notice that these same leftists and liberals who just a week ago were demanding that police clear the beaches and close businesses and put people in jail for violating social distancing dictates now think that police clearing riders who are blocking traffic and burning buildings is a uh, is a war crime <laughs> and their great hero fauci has all of a sudden gone silent he's not scolding anyone for failing to social distance and the american people are are, are going to remember this i don't know how much they think how much wool they think they can pull over americans eyes but uh it it's it's not this much. 
So in the few minutes I got, I've got left, I want to uh, just go over a little bit of Riot Survival 101. If you're uh, being attacked by one of these peaceful protesters in your car, they're banging on your car, they're trying to stop your progress, they're screaming no justice, no peace, never, ever, under any circumstances, stop your vehicle. You don't have to run them over with reckless abandon, (laughs) but keep moving that 150 pound skinny jeaned pimple faced Antifa rider is not going to be able to stop your 3000 pound car. Just keep moving. And I guarantee you, he will get out of the way. And if he doesn't, well, that's on him. And, uh, you know, just in the spirit of, of, um, reconciliation, I want to advise these, uh, these riders out there that are trying to stop traffic, never, ever stand in front of a vehicle that you're attacking. If you value your life, I mean, if you would like to get some coverage, um, you know, taking one for the cause then by all means do that. But we have been treated to so many episodes of these idiots getting run over while, you know, they're in these crowds beating on cars and breaking their windows and, uh, and don't have the good sense to get the hell out of the way. I think people are starting to get the, get the, uh, the message. Uh, they have stopped by and large stopping uh, their vehicles for these riders. You would have thought that uh, the videos of Reginald Denny uh, during the Rodney King riots being drugged from his uh, truck and nearly beaten to death, he's brain damaged today, living in Idaho, would have uh, seared that lesson into people's consciousness. But again, in this, uh, in early videos, we saw a, uh, a truck driver on a, a a truck driver with a, a tanker car that looked to be full of gasoline stop and allow his uh, truck to be assaulted by these people. He was eventually drugged from his truck and beaten to a pulp on the side of the, the road in Minnesota. So don't be that truck driver. Don't be Reginald Denny. If they try to attack your vehicle, keep moving. And the speed with which you keep moving uh, will be determined by the threat that you faced. You also need to make sure you have a sidearm in your car. In most uh, states, your car is considered an extension of your household and it's perfectly legal. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you'll come back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. I'll talk to you then. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. 
Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home.